Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Be Lanice Show. It's your favorite host, Brittany Lanice. I can't wait for you to hear my topic today. I'll be right back after a short commercial break. Okay, y'all, I did not introduce Kamal. We just, he came in and we just started talking. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the Be Lanice Show. I have a very special friend. We went to elementary school together. It's been a minute. It's been it's like 13 years. 13 right? years. Uh, yeah, 2010. Oof. It has been a very long time. And I just so happened to be on Instagram. I didn't even know that me and him were friends on Instagram. <laughs> it was Tuesday. And he came with a motivational word that really spoke to me. So I just so happened to decide to go to his page. And I'm going through. And this is something that he does. And every week it's a different word. Every week it's a different, a different motivational piece that causes me to think outside the box. And I don't see how you're not verified on Instagram because <laughs> you'll be coming with gems, okay? <laughs> Literally Thank coming with gems. And they're thought-provoking at that. Mm. So with that being said, I'm like, I got to get him on the show. Got to be able to talk to the people and let me pick his brain mm. because... I see that you've been studying, and we need this wisdom. <laughs> wisdom, here go this word. So to your statement, can a man die? So this is like, so I practice semen retention. I don't know if you know what this is. Um, yes. So this I is, do. for me, this is like, let me check. I forgot what day this is. And you said it's called semen retention? Yeah, so essentially what you do is as a man, you don't masturbate, you don't have sex. It's celibacy. It's what, That's what me and my boyfriend are currently practicing. Yeah, celibacy. And the reason for that, like you were saying, finding yourself, mm-hmm. for men, it's difficult for us to find ourselves if we are constantly submitting to the flesh. Yes. How can you, if you can't master the flesh that the Creator has given you, how can you master your spirit? I agree. And the, the flesh is the easiest set of tasks to master. Your mind is the easiest set of tasks to master. So that was 31st. Let me see. Uh, so he's about to tell us how long it's been he a has been on this celibacy journey. Because uh, now I'm curious to know. But I feel like that with women as well, mm-hmm. because I hear lately I have been hearing and seeing a lot of things about mm-hmm. men. Um you know, uh, submitting to their flesh and surrendering Mm -hmm. their flesh and becoming a better version of themselves, Mm -hmm. getting deeper in tune with their spirit. But Mm -hmm. I don't see a lot of things tailored toward women to Mm -hmm. do this. So I automatically apply like the male mindset to myself. Mm -hmm. And that could potentially be operating in masculinity, but it's allowing me to be a better version of myself in every Yes. Read Proverbs. So I actually read the book of Proverbs. Proverbs hit different. I read it all the time. So me and my mom, I say since about 2020, we read the book of Proverbs every day, mm. every month. So because, you know, the Proverbs is 30, 31. 31. Yeah. So we read it every day of the month. Um, mm. So I'm very familiar with Proverbs, mm. but I still, it's like I still fall victim to myself. Mm. So it's been 159 days. Yes. And I still fall victim to myself. I still have difficulties applying what I've read to Mm. my life. And I do apply it, but 
not in all situations, not mm. in all aspects, which is why I use the terminology of, is it almost impossible? Mm -mm. Is, it a, is it an unrealistic expectation? It's realistic, but it's very realistic. It's been 159 days. That's a long of time. Of no sex, and I go to a college where the sisters be in there with the tight. Yeah, and I, be I know in there that like, be on you. <laughs> I be pulling my shirt over. It's been days where I pull my shirt over my head, and I just work out. I know they've been so, on you. I know they be on you. Temptation so, is real. It's real. But Temptation so, is real, especially with you being on this journey that you're on. I know that other spirits are busy. Facts. <laughs> so when you think about the flesh, mm -hmm. that's a very difficult thing to attack by yourself or it, at the start. Yeah. So you do the small things first. When you're playing like video games, right? If you go in, it's this game that we was, me and my brothers play called Elden Ring. And it's like, you can yeah. start, you start off with your character and you know, you can go fight the, the first boss. You're not gonna win unless you cold like that. Right. Unless you set apart. Most of us, even the people that set apart had challenges. So instead of trying to master the flesh, which is the first boss, master killing the little bosses first. Get the little bosses out the way. They say keep okay. the least of the commandments. So if you want to master not having sex, then first mm -hmm. practice not speaking bad about people. Okay. Practice how when people say something wrong to you, negative to you, how you react to that. Yes. So you'll master the small things. Mm -hmm. And then you look back like, dang, I ain't cuss. Like I, I abstain from profanity. Many people know me know I try not to use that language because you don't have to speak like that. You know you what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But you have to become mindful. We talk about other religions. Mm -hmm. They take a lot of the stuff that's in the scripture, like Paul tells us, like, if you can't go without having sex, ask God for a wife. For men, Yahshua tells us this. Jesus tells us this, right? Mm -hmm. If you, it's not enough to not have sex with another man's wife. Don't even lust after her in your mm -hmm. heart because you're doing the same thing. So master the small stuff first. And then you're going to look back like, dang, it's been 159 days. Right. Or it's been me and my, you ain't going to be like, dang, you and your boyfriend been together this long and y'all not having? No, because you understand that this is a physical existence, but it's a spiritual one as well. Exactly. So if I relegate you to just your flesh, I'm disrespecting the whole other being in you that God wow. took the time to craft. If I look at a sister and be like, oh, she got a nice, you know what I'm saying, body, she built like that, I'm... Immediately, I discard her mind, her spirit, her mm -hmm. ambition. You didn't even give it a chance. I didn't even give her a chance to show me that she was something. Shahrazad Ali says this. If all they see is sex and cheeks, is, show them something else. Mm -hmm. Men are visual creatures, right? Yes. That's the scripture tell us. Women, respect your husbands. Men, love your wives. Why they tell us this? Because you, like you said, it's hard for you not to want to. If a man start talking that talk, it's gonna lead to some things. Yeah, you're gonna fall victim to you whatever gonna, he <laughs> going whatever he put out there. You going so you know what I'm saying? It be yes. like that. So you have to have to understand like it's 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 attainable, but this like society with black women, they don't want you to have that obtained because once you obtain it, you become mindful, you become aware. Like you said, yes. it's a lot of people in our generation who are becoming self aware. They are. 
because I see what my father had to I don't want to work no nine. He worked a Oof. nine to five year old boy. What? I told life. my mama, look, my mama worked for DP. I told her like DPD, I'm not doing it. I'm not I doing see it. how God, I see what you're doing for them. Don't do that for don't me. Don't do that for me. <laughs> I see what you're doing for others. Give me that new thing that you <laughs> me, was talking about. Yeah, I'm not trying to path. deal with it. You feel me? So And that's funny that you say that because I never even considered that. I didn't want it for myself. Mm. My mindset was always, I didn't want it for my children. Mm. When now that I'm thinking about it, I'm here right now. Mm. I'm living right now. My kids don't even exist yet. Mm. And I'm trying to create a life for them when mm. this is just like a revelation that just hit me that I need to do it for me first. Got to. I need to put myself first. Mm -hmm. And in the process of putting yourself first, you gonna, I just told my cousin this last night. You know, the, the mark of a person that's truly trying to get to know God is their selfishness. You yes. trying to put, you're thinking about people that's not even here yet. Yeah. Because you see what the impact was on your life. Yes. So you have to put yourself first, but you, you are putting yourself first. By breaking these generational curses, mm -hmm. your children are going to look at you different. Your husband is going to look at you different. Okay. Because you're going to have such a level of feminine energy that he's going to be able to submit. I just watched Creed 3. I did too. <laughs> you know so what I'm saying? Hey, we about to spoil this. So when he can't talk to Tessa Thompson, he's yeah. trying. It's like it's stuck in his throat. He can't get it out. A lot of brothers go through that. And so I recently went through a situation mm -hmm. and he was saying to me as though, he is scared mm -hmm. to open up. He's scared to let that wall down, mm -hmm. to be his true vulnerable self because what if I don't accept him for who he is? Oof. What if I don't, you know, love him or see past his flaws or mm -hmm. see past his faults or see past things that happened to him that was out of his control that mm -hmm. made him become who he is today? Mm -hmm. And I just wondered, like, do all men go through this? Because mm -hmm. growing up, my dad always used to say, basically like your mom just doesn't understand to me i always like y'all talk all the time like just yeah. tell her what it is help her understand her yeah. help her see it and it wasn't until i got to this big age big having age. this conversation with someone else and now i truly understand you know where my dad was coming from yeah. and his point of view so how do you how do you even create that space mm. um Especially with a, a a boyfriend that's not a husband, you mm. know. But see, that's what that's what a girlfriend and a boyfriend is. Like in the scripture, you courted somebody, and then yeah. y'all has you got. I just talked about this yesterday with these Israelites, brother, because they be knowing the scripture. So you are married when you have sex. I agree. The wedding that's ring. Soul yeah, the wedding ring is your opinion. Mm -hmm. When in the scripture do they say, and they had a wedding ceremony? Right, and they had a you wedding not, ceremony. You're not going to find it. When Adam, when God created Adam, he said, and he knew Eve. What is he saying? He slept with her, and they became one flesh. Yes. When you sleep with your man, y'all become one flesh. So if y'all doing that, y'all married. So if y'all operating in that, pray together. Yeah. Pray with him. Ask God to help him out. This is the power that women have. It's a, you have a very intuitive sense. When it comes to these things, women have a knowing. We do have a knowing. Y'all do have a knowing. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's to any brother who knows, you know, when you start getting in tune with your feminine energy, you also gain a little piece of a knowing. Like I like to use the metaphor going to your father, right? It's men operate 75% logic, 
25 percent emotion mm -hmm. women oper operate 75 percent exactly so <laughs> if i want opposite. so if i want to form this connection with you right mm -hmm. and we on two different islands say you over there standing and i'm right here i'm going lower my bridge to 75 percent and you lower that 25 percent and that's one pathway of connection so that now is. we logically if we in a situation and i'm like hey i need you to go get in the car real quick you're not gonna question me because right. you know i'm going whatever is coming I done thought this out because you had that connection with me. Yes. And then to connect with your woman, you lower your 25%, she lower her 75%. This is where you get that emotional vulnerability. Mm -hmm. It takes time. We have to become... It takes time mm -hmm. to build that emotional vulnerability because mm -hmm. a lot of men, society has programmed y'all. Society hasn't even allowed you all to tap into your emotional mm -hmm. because at the young age of a child, a tender child, when something happens and you emotional, stop crying. You a man. What you crying for? You a boy. Don't cry. Boys don't cry. Men mm -hmm. don't cry. Be a man about it. Take it on the chin. You know, y'all aren't y'all weren't even allowed to show or express emotion. And if you did, you were labeled a crybaby. And crybaby has a negative connotation to it. Or you were labeled as weak. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, immature. You weren't even allowed to bask in those emotions mm -hmm. and truly feel those emotions and you had to deal with them on their own mm. and sometimes y'all were even abused for having emotion mm -hmm. and when I say abused I mean like getting whoopings and it's a conversation that I have with my mom all the time like that was abuse that you went through growing up yeah. you do know that you gotta be self-aware of that that was abandonment that you went through growing up I don't want that for me and I don't want that for my children mm. so piggybacking on the relationship aspect of that I find it hard for a lot of us to be equally yoked. Ooh, that's a word. A lot of us not. And a the reason, lot of us are not. And the reason we not is because, like you saying, you on your path of, I'll say, I call it many names, but you want to, your soul is awake now to yeah. what's going on. And I feel like that happened when I turned 25. I'll never forget mm -hmm. it. I was in Miami. Ooh. On a balcony, and I could see the ocean mm. and the Miami city view. When you turned 25? 2020? 2021? Yes. Which, which year? 2021. Mm. And I felt a spiritual awakening to the point mm. to where I wasn't intoxicated, no smoking, no drinking. I just It was just like, at midnight, life hit me with a ton of bricks. Ooh. And I just had the biggest revelation, like... I really felt like my third eye opened. Mm. So much so that I became self-aware. I understood that a lot of my negative habits and a lot of my negative qualities or traits that I have by myself were unconsciously learned From at a young childhood. age. Ooh, I got something for you then. For me, watching people that I had no business even being around. Mm. But because of the predicament that my parents was in, these were the cards that I was dealt. So I want to tell you a quick story. Okay. Not really a story, more so a history lesson. Okay. There's this German philosopher named uh, Alice Miller. She talks about childhood trauma. It's a really good book. It's called Untouched Key. It's a purple book, and it has uh, different segments in it where she goes on how childhood trauma impacts adults and how we child in the United States, especially they child rear, i.e., your parents try to raise you in a way that you don't repeat the same mistakes that they make, but in the process of doing that, they make you worse off. Yes. So yes. You, 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 you raising me from yes. trauma. from trauma. So, so 
you know what I'm saying? A good example of this before I want a quick segue. A good example of this is how black moms will tell the black boys to be home by a certain time because you know what they're going to do, yeah. especially if you stay in the South. Especially if especially, you stay But you raising your child to operate in fear. Yes. And you can't, I agree. you cannot, nothing that is operating in a scared state can thrive. I agree. So Alice Miller talks about this philosopher in my, in my uh, existential philosophy course. Uh, we talked about Friedrich Nietzsche. Now, this is a German philosopher in the early 1900s mm-hmm. who the Nazis promoted vehemently. Like, they loved this guy because he mm-hmm. would say a bunch of misogynists. Like, they think it's misogynistic in the United States. This man was a misogynist. He has a quote in one of his books uh, where he says, if you're going to meet women, take the whip. Because women only listen when you beat them. This is what he's saying. So, but he grew up in a household where he couldn't show emotion. His Mm. father died at an early age. His father was so bad that he was the worst of the good. So his father would allow him to watch him play piano, Mm. but he was only allowed to show excitement when his father was playing piano. No other time could he show emotion. Because if he did, he was beat. If he cried, he was beat. When his father died, that was the only love he felt. So right. he's raised by his mom, some bitter women. A bitter his, woman, his mom, yes. his two aunties who unmarried, and his grandma. And yes. they kept telling him, oh, this is Christianity. But he would starve. They would beat him. He would get scorned. So much so that when he grows up, Nietzsche becomes uh, a, I don't even know the word, to uh, a synonym for it. But he becomes such a, a rampant misogynist that he... Mm literally just destroys women like this is just women are the lesser women are this women are that because how he grew up how he grew up Mm -hmm. so he attacks christianity as well where the you know christianity god is fake this and this and this and if people are really kind and how come no one was kind to me because the version of christianity Mm -hmm. that you received was not christianity it was a lie the version of masculinity that some of our sisters received is not masculinity. not masculinity. It is a lie. Because a lie. how can you be masculine if you don't have your feminine energy balanced? Exactly. And how can you be feminine, my sisters, if you don't have that masculine energy in check? Because there is a check because God always makes a balance. So there yes. is man, so there is woman. So there is the sky, so is the ocean. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's yes. the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The man, the woman, the child. It's a trinity. All of these things, it's been in our face for real the whole time. But Miller talks about that, especially mm-hmm. us. We go through so much and we think it's normal. We think it's normal. It's not normal. It's not it is normal. Trauma. It is trauma. It is trauma. And I feel like the moment we unlearn and relearn and be able to call out trauma when it is, mm. but the only the on the flip hand of that or the back side of that is we have to be um in a position to take accountability for mm. it as well. Mm. If you're causing trauma or if you receive trauma and when you confront your trauma or you're dealing with your trauma, you need to be able to take accountability. And I feel like growing up the way that I grew up and where I am now in my life, a lot of people have a very hard time taking accountability, accepting the role that they played in the situation. Even if the situation, you know, it happened to them, you still played a role in it. You know, you mm. still played a part in it. And I feel like us as millennials, we have a very hard time taking accountability because of the way our parents raised us. Mm. Our parents raised us with a sense of entitlement that we do not deserve. And we are so, we feel so entitled now. And I hate this sense of entitlement because 
it's almost as if it's diminishing us. Mm. We, you know, we killing the, the like the killing is ridiculous. You it's know, wild. the the way men treat women, the way women treat men, our mindsets towards one another, not being able to, you know, love each other in the capacity that we need, not being able to love ourselves mm. in the capacity that we need. I think it all falls from accountability. Because when someone tries to, you know, tell you that you're wrong or tell you how to do it or tell you how to fix it, we instantly with the, oh, I'm grown. I know this. I don't need you to tell me nothing. But we do. Even if even if you necessarily don't agree with what they're saying, you know, take it with a grain of salt. I just had a conversation with one of my, some of my siblings about that accountability and one, accountability listening and taking responsibility for what you say. Like one yeah, of the siblings. Yes. He said something um, along the lines of, like, one of the brothers in the group chat said, you know, uh, this is a product that I like. And the other one was like, you know, this person that you posted this product, you know, he an anti-black and the mm -hmm. stuff that he do. Not He may not verbally say it, but this is how he act. Right. And the other siblings say, yeah, yeah, I didn't ask you for your opinion. Mm. <laughs> oh. Oh. I was in my car. I'd be trying to bring the peace and the love, but he said it and I had to stop. Like you, how a lot of us do, you get so used to talking to people a certain kind of way that you don't realize you are talking to people a certain kind of way. It's unconscious malice. Facts. And you don't realize it because you've been able to operate, but no longer. And no Can one you stopped you. No, no one's, one. not even that, no one knocked you out. <laughs> That part. And be blessed by the Most High God that they didn't, because it's yeah. it's very. You have to be very cautious of how we speak to people. Yahshua tells us this, like when he go and talk to the people in the church, the Pharisees, when they was like, "Oh, your disciples don't wash their hands before they eat bread," mm -hmm. you know they sinning. He was like, "Oh, okay, this is what we doing." He was like, "But if we talk about all the commandments, what about this commandment?" What about this one? What about adultery? What about less than that? Y'all doing all of this stuff. You being a hypocrite. You a, hypocrite. a lot of us are hypocrites. A lot of oh us are gosh. Pharisees. Yes. A lot of us say, oh, I, I'm going to treat people with decency and respect. Oh, I love everybody. But when somebody comes to you that's homeless or somebody comes to you that God may how be using. Man, some how God could use anything and any God could use a feather to give you a sign. To give you a sign. Somebody trying to help you and they know more than you. Shut up and listen. And listen. Because you may find they, even if they saying something that you already heard, you may find that they may add the comma, this, 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 and that, and that may right. be what you need. And put an exclamation mark after Facts. <laughs> and they may be willing to hit you with a couple, huh, you know, a huh, bun or something, hit yes. you, get you nice, get you right. Yes. But you dismissed them because you think you know everything, and now you done blocked the blessing. And now blessing. imagine Ooh, if you do this in public. You doing this in public. It could be somebody that, you could be a sponsor that, okay. They, no, I I definitely get where you're coming from with that because we, I feel like us as a generation, we mm. block our blessings so much from our mindset. Facts. And if we could just change the way we think, just change the way we view the world, the way we view each other, I think that we could start to heal. Mm. I think that we are so hurt from, you know, our traumas and what we grew up and how we grew up that we don't even allow ourselves to listen to knowledge from other people. Mm. We don't even allow ourselves the opportunity to allow other people to pour into us because we got a wall up or we got a block up. Mm. You got to be the example. I'm trying. That's what, uh, that's what a wise man told me, you know. 
black people, we learn through activity. We don't learn through books and all. We do. We do. But we not learn. many, not all of us learn through books. Like many of us learn by seeing. Children learn by examples, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want people to heal, you gotta. It's gonna be difficult, like you said. We doing, we breaking curses. It's difficult. It's difficult because we uncharted, uncharted waters. But be the example, and you, you know, people see you healing. That's why I post what I post. If people see that you, you, it can happen to you. Then they're like, oh, at least now I have a, a visualization. Right, I get that. So, yeah. there's that. Okay. Well, thank you so much yeah, for coming welcome. on to my podcast. I appreciate you for <laughs> thank you for having me. Taking time out of your busy schedule to make it all <laughs> the way over here. I know you went through a lot to get here, and I'm <laughs> humbly grateful. I'm definitely appreciative of all the knowledge that you gave and mm-hmm. our conversation. Thank Is there you. anything you want to tell the people? Is there anything you want to say? Anything that's just follow my out? IG so I can start paying my bills. I know that's right. <laughs> follow him on Instagram. Go ahead and tell him what your Instagram oh, is. I will leave it in the comments too. Uh, it's K A M A U underscore J A H I. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to the Belanese Show. Until next time, peace.